Good day, how do, and I send a smile to you. My name is Scott, Mr. Goddard if you're nasty, and I am the obvious host and creator of this podcast, The Cannabis Professor. But that is not all that I do in a week. Uh, I'm also the creator of a different podcast, a food cast, if you will, called Year of the Sandwich. So if you happen to eat food, and I surely hope you do, then please feel free to check out this podcast. It's all about interesting food conspiracies and gourmet conversation. And I imagine you will notice something very different about it right off the bat. But I also have other projects beyond these two boiling up. So in 2022, look out for something called Scott Wheel Drive. You know, like front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, all wheel drive. Well, Scott Wheel Drive. Uh, this is going to be a, a YouTube automotive experience of the fourth kind. Uh, really, it's just going to be an auto blog, mainly because I just can't stop tinkering with things, cars, vapes, anything really that works mechanically. Uh, and I love uh, talking car knowledge and getting a little greasy. And on top of that, if you want to see what this old face looks like, then just jump on YouTube and type in Terravita Education Channel. Uh, it's going to be rebranded by the end of the year, but up until then, you'll see some old videos that I used to make for my job, some full of some good tasty cannabis info for your ears and now for your eyes. And these are things I just want to let you know because beyond these couple things I mentioned, there's even more coming down the line for me in 2022. So please keep your eyes keen as I flood the market with hopefully creative and pedantic content. Stay tuned, everybody. The best. The best is yet to come. Welcome to The Cannabis Professor, a marijuana science and culture podcast, broadcasting from Pennsylvania to the rest of the nation and the world. Well, my name is Scott, I am your cannabis professor, and welcome to my experiment. Now, if you've been keeping up, then in the last episode, you heard clearly about the incoming arrangement and partnership with Chill Frog CBD that's been going on in the background. So today, as promised, I am here to fully announce that the partnership is now active and ready to go, hot and fresh out the kitchen. You know, uh, now me and Chill Frog have partnered. They did not pay me. It wasn't like a fat check, as I mentioned in the previous episode. Now I have a promo code I'll let you know about in just a second. Uh, and really to further prove or hopefully test their products. Uh, I'm also running an experiment through the month of November, so that way I can see what the effects are and report them to you amazing listeners out there. My goal is to inform you about CBD directly beyond just what the theory and science says, because I like real data. That way we can use that data to hopefully make the best decisions concerning CBD use in our life and in our schedule. Now, if you are to use CBD, let's say, you're just looking for a new brand, a new place to get it, just can't wait, perhaps. Well, if you want to crush on some CBD right now, then go to chillfrogcbd.com, nice and easy, and be sure to use the brand new custom promo code PROFESSOR30 at checkout, no spaces, just PROFESSOR30, one solid unit of letters and vowels, and that will get you 30% off anything that you buy from their store, so... Professor 30, 30% off. Pretty simple equation we got going here. Uh, also, in case you just want to see what the products look like uh, before you buy, then by all means, jump on Instagram, check me out 
at the cannabis.professor. I just put up a fresh post today with some new pics of all their products, their labeling, even what some of the products look like directly in the gummies. That way you can observe their whole lineup and all their information and check it out for yourself. Now, furthermore, now that we have this active promo code and with the products on my desk, I wanted to take a moment to talk about how I've set up this November human CBD trial that's in front of me. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is the people I recruited. You know, I mentioned in the last episode a couple of folks I was trying to bring in. Now, I'm, of course, going to be one of the main participants. I'm going to try some of their sleep product to see if it can help me with sleep. Um, I also recruited a 70-year-old woman who uses cannabis on the daily. Uh, she's been using it for probably 20-plus years, and she's also hoping for hopefully getting better sleep. Um, and then I have two other people I recruited, a husband and a wife, actually, who will remain nameless at this point. But they actually have a kid they had recently. I think he's between the ages of three and five. I know. I'm a horrible friend. And, uh, and so I know their sleep is tumultuous, right? Some nights it's nice. Some nights it's terrible. And so they're also going to give it a shot to see what effects they might have. Now, everybody involved currently is a marijuana user. We all use THC. And everybody's got their cards for a dispensary in Pennsylvania. But I do have a fifth person in mind I'm hoping to recruit in the next 24 hours. Uh, they are a non-user. So this would be somebody who is just using CBD on its own to kind of see what a baseline would look like, I guess, in you know, a quote-unquote normal person. Um, now, my hypothesis, um, my expectations for exactly what may happen, well, I have used CBD before. Uh, generally, all the CBD I've used has come from a medical marijuana dispensary in Pennsylvania. So that means that it's never just CBD. It always has a little bit of THC in there enough to blow the legal line of 0.3%. So generally, from what I can understand, I've always gotten CBD kind of from a single source. You know, it came from the same plant as the THC, I hope. And so I've always had them mixed together sort of as like a brother and sister molecule. I did take CBD on its own a handful of times, you know, a couple times before I got my card, and then two specific times after that I probably will not forget because they were the only times I would say that CBD didn't quite do what I was hoping. You know, random day at work, somebody offers me a CBD gummy around 20 milligrams, and it puts me into a state which was, I mean, not like alarming, not like a danger to myself, but I was definitely not right. It kind of felt like I was like awkward with myself. Uh, generally, I started pursuing conversational objectives which were more destructive than creative, and it just seemed to kind of take my maybe natural sober balance of my mind and unbalance it. So... It's something I got to look out for in this one. Again, nothing really bad happened, but I know that CBD doesn't always work as intended. Uh, but every person involved, I told not to change their eating, their sleeping, their THC regimen. Uh, you know, we're not lab rats. We don't get the convenience of doing tests in a perfect environment. So I'd rather test this in real life, you know, and really see how it works when I add it into a schedule where nothing else changes. Because I didn't want anybody to kind of be like on their best behavior technically, they might have gotten effects that are not realistic because they started eating better and working out and doing all this stuff that kind of promotes general health anyway. So I just wanted to see what CBD would do on its own so we could hopefully kind of judge it in real time, but without making adjustments to the other parts of our schedule. Um, so my thoughts are, with the last time I tried out CBD, I was using Cresco's one-to-one -one capsules. I believe they were... Um, 10 milligrams of CBD with 10 milligrams of THC. So you definitely felt like you were a little high, but I would say maybe, you know, a quarter or halfway 
to that same feeling that you normally get with full THC and no CBD present. Um, and my sleep schedule actually did change a little bit. This is what I'm looking forward to, I hope. I was able to sort of add in five minutes on this side and maybe add on another 10 a couple days later. It was honestly really an addition of inches and crumbs. It wasn't like one day all of a sudden I slept for nine hours and woke up feeling like a god. Um, most of the time it would be like, wow, I stayed asleep a little longer or I woke up a little earlier. It seemed to kind of put me back into a better rhythm with my sort of circadian rhythm. You know, there are days you might wake up and still feel tired when you wake up. And there are days you wake up and it seems like the perfect timing, like you're up and you're ready and uh, everything's working out in a graceful way. So, you know, I know that these things have happened to me before and that's why I kind of anticipate having some change in that behavior from the addition of the CBD into my dosing schedule. With the other folks, well, I'm kind of just letting them take it on their own. Hopefully they'll be consistent. You know, I told them report back to me on a weekly basis. That way, if anything massive happens, I can at least recommend if they need to go up or down in their dose. But mainly my goal is for all of us to take pretty much a similar dose throughout the whole month and kind of see what does this much do to each type of person. You know, I would probably need thousands of more people if this was like a legitimate scientific trial. But once again, we're not lab rats, so I thought the best we can do is at least some real life trials. So with that all information in our minds, the experiment by the numbers, let's say. So I had these products from the other day, but I started reading on them a little bit. And it seems that uh, there are two types of gummies that Chill Frog makes. We have the chill variety and the sleep variety. Now the chill variety is a mixed fruit flavor, a couple different colors, a couple different looks in there. Nice sugary gummies, as you'd expect, and they are vegan-friendly, thankfully. They use pectin instead of using, um, like, I guess, technically glycerin or whatever they use in gummy candy. It usually comes from pig skin. So everything in here is friendly. It has 10 calories. Big news there for anybody watching their waistline. We're looking at four total carbohydrates, two grams of sugar, which is probably the coating on the outside. And it looks like each one of these gummies is 33 milligrams of CBD in them. And it looks like that goes both for the chill and the sleep formula. So it looks like we're at 33 milligrams altogether. And then, of course, on the sleep one, it's a citrus flavor, which is kind of interesting because usually citrus, anybody out there who knows their terpenes knows that citrusy terpenes technically kind of add energy to a system. They might wine and dine you at the end of the night. They might keep you up a little longer. So I've recommended to most people who are taking this to take these like a vitamin with breakfast, with lunch kind of thing, because usually from what I've heard with most people who take CBD and my own experiences. It isn't like eyeglasses where you put them on and it works right away. It takes time to absorb. It takes time to regulate. So taking it just consistently seems to create a better pattern of effect than taking it right before bed or like it's going to cause something an hour directly afterwards. So everybody's going to kind of take them hopefully before noon or maybe before 2 o'clock on their days. Um, and 33 milligrams will be the dose for 30 days straight. Now, I only have two containers of gummies, one for me, one for the, uh, the older woman who's in the trial. And then they sent me their tincture, which is their chill formula. So this is their vegan uh, formula. But this is flavorless because it is a tincture. It's bound to MCT oil, which is medium-chain triglycerides. For anybody who doesn't know, it's really just a fancy way of kind of talking about coconut or palm kernel oil. Um, medium-chain triglycerides are actually pretty good for your cholesterol level. So don't worry too much about eating oil plus oil if you find yourself in that same spot. But the tincture is 3,000 milligrams in the bottle. Now, there are 30 milliliters in the bottle. Most tinctures come at that measurement. 
And that means that there are 30 doses of one milliliter, which is perfect for a month. But this would be uh, 100 milligrams a dose. And I don't think anybody who I'm working with needs that much. Uh, thankfully, uh, I'm going to sort of dilute it by one third. So I'm going to turn this bottle of tincture into three bottles of tincture, mixing it with coconut oil I'll be able to get from the store, labeled MCT. That way, each bottle will be about a thousand-ish milligrams uh, of CBD, and that means that each dropper should be about 33 milligrams, exactly like the gummies. So my hope is I can, you know, kind of fit three people on the dosing with the tincture, and then I'll have a pack of gummies, and the woman involved will have a pack of gummies, the older woman, and that way everybody gets 30 doses at 33 milligrams each, and we all get to see exactly how it plays with us overall. Now, there are a lot of other factors in any experiment, and I'm not looking to control them all, but you do have to keep them in mind. So I know diet's a big part of it. I mean, generally, even with absorption, if you're going to eat cannabinoids, whether or not it's CBD or THC or any of those things, even with vitamins, be sure you eat it with food. Generally, it'll help bind to the food. It'll help it digest a little more evenly. And that usually means a more consistent effect. You don't lose anything. It doesn't overwhelm your system. You know, it's a good behavior to be able to practice. And if you're able to improve your diet when you're doing those things, that's not a bad deal. Generally, we say eat it with a healthy fat, peanut butter, avocado thinking. The sleep cycle is also something you have to consider. And at least for me, just being wide open with everybody out there, I sleep like shit. I do not sleep well. You might be like me. Maybe you wake up like 10 times a night. Um, I used to, over the last year, probably up until about a month ago, dab my way out of it or like smoke a little roach in the night, try to get some CBN in your body so that you can at least get back to bed or at least fall back asleep, even if it's only for a couple of seconds, it feels like. Um, but I usually go to sleep between 1130 and 1230 at night, which is probably a little later than it needs to be. Um, but I thankfully don't have to get up too early anymore. Um, my job doesn't require me to have to be up at like crack of dawn. However, uh, although it doesn't require it, it seems I still generally get up about at the crack ass of dawn. Uh, generally, I wake up the first time, let's say I go to sleep at midnight. I'll usually wake up at 4.15, just before 4.20, thankfully. Uh, and that's my main section of sleep, that like four hours, three and a half, four and a half hours. And then I might get up, feed my cat, stretch a little bit because my back is tight. Back to bed, thankfully with no medicating at this point. And maybe I'll sleep till 5, 5.30, wake up again, maybe mess with my cat, walk around, stretch my back, back into bed, maybe till 6.15. And then maybe again till 7. I don't necessarily always get up, but there might be pee involved in some of those um, perturbances at night. And so usually I'm between, you know, probably four and eight times I get up in a night. And by that point, like this morning, for instance, I think I went to sleep last night around 12.15. And I believe this morning I got up at 7.18. And that's not too bad, right? Seven hours of sleep. But I wasn't really asleep for all seven hours. I think a lot of folks out there might experience this as well as myself. I probably slept for like five and a half, and out of eight times getting up, 15 minutes each, that's another two hours of getting up, so you know, I might have actually rested for about five and been kind of up and down for about two. And funny enough, years ago, somebody told me, why don't you get one of those sleep apnea things or something that measures your sleep cycles? Uh, and thankfully, cell phones do it. So if you have a modern cell phone and you dig into the health section, there's actually, at least on iPhones I know, but I'm pretty sure Samsung's caught up. Um, there is a little feature where you can leave your phone on your bed and it'll sort of tell when you're moving around and try to sort of graph what it believes your REM cycle is. 
And when I did that, I touched REM maybe once a night, where you should be in REM for like a good amount of time. It doesn't seem to necessarily create horrible effects in my daytime. I'm not like really pissy. I'm not really moody. I'm not always like yawning and falling asleep. I'm usually a pretty high energy guy. I bet you can tell on that side of the speaker. But you only heal when you sleep. So I know that my healing might be reduced because of how much uh, issue I have in my sleep cycle. And although I do not have an apnea machine, I'm pretty confident, especially with what my wife tells me, that I have sleep apnea. And so that might be something that after I do this November month, maybe I'll follow up in December with a little sleep apnea study uh, and see if potentially this leads to further investigation of exactly what issues might affect the sleep. On top of sleep cycle, we know that exercise is a big old part of our day. And on a day that I exercise, I probably end up sleeping a little better. But my exercise regimen is three days a week, every other day starting with Tuesday, and then I do Thursday, and then I do Saturday. That way, Sunday to Monday, I don't have to worry about working out in that time period. So I can absorb all of the lovely things that a Monday has to bring to me. Um, so exercise for me three times a week, usually between a half hour and an hour per session. And I'd say I'm almost robotic with the consistency uh, with my back problems and my knee issues. If I don't exercise consistently enough to keep everything kind of liquid, oh, it will turn into a solid and I will be in a very, very, very bad spot. So at least for me, exercise is there, but I'll be sure to ask the other participants just so we can get a baseline of exactly what they do. Uh, and then the other things I think about are the time of day that you take the CBD, which I intend for it to be between usually probably 10 and 2 most days. Uh, and the current THC use and tolerance. So as those final factors come into our focus, it's a lot of Fs, um, my current tolerance, that's kind of impossible to measure, right? Because tolerance is relative. So I know that my current tolerance is just high. Generally, my current use might be a better descriptor. So on an average day, you know, like today I got up at 7.15, I probably took a dab before 8 in the morning. And that I would say is pretty average. Most days is like a wake and bake. For those who don't know, it's a much more intense high when you consume cannabis before you eat food. But almost at any point in your high, if you consume cannabis and then eat, it kind of dulls the high a little bit, which might be good in case you're too high or maybe a little too spastic. But for some folks, if they get really, you know, blitzed and then eat a bunch of cheeseburgers, they might not feel as high at the end of it. And that may upset them as maybe the high was the experience they were preferring, not the eating being the experience. So for me, you know, a dab before eight in the morning and then usually breakfast between eight and nine. There's usually probably a dab before noon, a dab right after lunchtime just to get back up into it. And then until I get home, not really too much thinking uh, as far as the dab goes. Once I'm home again, it's kind of open season and there might be anywhere from one to, uh, maybe I'm not too proud to say, maybe I'm very proud to say, who knows who the audience is, but usually between one and six dabs in that nighttime area. So one an hour, one every two hours-ish. Uh, so when I said I was a heavy user, my friends, I was not kidding per se. And there are heavier than me, believe me. I'm not the top of anyone's mountain necessarily. So given, you know, somewhere between like three and eight dabs a day, I would say, you know, my tolerance is pretty high. Now, as far as edibles go, since I'm going to be eating the CBD, uh, my recent highest dose I ever took was grassroots 100 milligram RSO capsules which are actually BHOs I mentioned in a previous episode, so they're a little lighter than RSO is. I think 100 milligrams of RSO would make me freak out pretty bad, or at least tempt uh, some level of that chemical sort of overwhelming feeling. 
I'd probably be good on 50 milligrams of RSO, but I can do about 100 milligrams of like a distillate or a BHO kind of thing. So at least if that gives you an idea of exactly where I am. Now, given that high dose I'm taking, I'm only taking 33 milligrams of CBD. Some of you out there might think that's too low of a threshold. But since my body doesn't use CBD and it has a half-life of between 18 and 32 hours in the body, which means by 30 maybe hours in, you have half of the chemistry be eliminated. That means that it builds up in your body if you take it every day. And generally, I've seen the best effects from the buildup. So my intention is 30-ish milligrams a day. Let it build up over a month. See what happens. Now, the other thing to think about, like I mentioned before, since CBD comes from the sativa side of the plant, even beyond the citrus flavoring, we found that some folks who take CBD close to nighttime still sometimes get some of a daytime energy from it because although they might have boiled the hell out of that CBD and really extracted it firmly, there still might be one or two random terpenes that made its way through the process, and that could give you a bit of stimulating energy. Just like the citrus flavor they added could also mimic those terpenes and still give me a little bit of energy upon release. So that's why we generally say use the CBD a little earlier in the day. That way you don't have to worry about the potential interactions there. My plan is I'm going to report back since this is sort of the announcement of the experiment. So mid-November, I'll report back after two weeks and then again after Thanksgiving at the end of the month to give all the details of the trial of my experiences. And hopefully I'll have one of the other participants on the show and we can all talk about how CBD works and beyond that. Now, once it's all done, it's anyone's guess whether or not my sleep cycle will remain readjusted as it is or whether or not I will have to continue to use CBD if there is a benefit because I've heard both results from random people. Some folks take CBD for a fixed amount of time, you know, two, three months maybe, and then they stop and they're good. And like, it's sort of like a Band-Aid, right? You put the Band-Aid on an open wound and once the wound is closed, you can take the Band-Aid off. It has performed its job. Now you're back to health. So some folks get CBD where they just take it and it corrects the behavior and they're good. And some folks, they just take it like a vitamin all the time because it's very helpful constantly being added to their diet. So I'm kind of wondering once we're done 30 days, you know, by mid-December, if I stop taking CBD, which I believe should be the case, will my sleep start sucking again? Is it going to start getting weird or am I just going to be pretty solid if I stay consistent? So the very least, uh, I got to run around tomorrow a little bit and distribute all of this lovely chill frog CBD to the folks who are involved. Um, and that really is it for the test, which I said kicks live, of course, on the 1st of November. Now, beyond the test, you know, I mentioned at the top of the episode a couple other things I'm doing because I'm really mounting up to have a big year in 2022. You know, it's my hope, my commitment in a way, to continue to bring quality cannabis educational media to you in a podcast as the Cannabis Professor once a week. And starting next year, maybe a couple months before it, if my video editing skills don't suck too bad, I plan to finally, finally add in the visual component of all of this uh, to be able to record the podcast as they're um, being held and put them online, as well as creating a larger format experimental exploration sort of cannabis program. So look for maybe one video a month, four podcasts a month seems to be the workload I'm looking at right now for 2022. And beyond that, of course, I have those other projects. So there will be a smorgasbord of information about cannabis coming out of me, as well as, as I mentioned, cars, food, and other great pieces of life. So the main thing I want to take this moment for is to thank all you listeners. 
for putting up with me this long or if you're new to it for just starting to put up with me. I do appreciate it. Uh, this journey through the podcast, through working in cannabis has been absolutely amazing. And I honestly am really excited. I kind of can't wait to build these ideas further so I can expand their depth and their reach. You know, one day, not too far from now, I hope, um, maybe the medicine of cannabis and its culture can finally be understood together without having to add in so many lies, greed, and misinformation that has honestly diluted a lot of cannabis power for so long. I know that cannabis is not for everybody per se, but to deny access to cannabis to those who really could use it for their health benefit is rather criminal. And so I'm going to be here to always try and push along the most accurate cannabis educational media and information that I can find. That way we can understand the tools that can help us improve our lives together. Now, once again, hats off to Chill Frog CBD. Thank you for the partnership and check them out at chillfrogcbd.com. Use Professor 30 code to save at checkout. And they also have some cool blogs on there about how CBD works and what it means to be full spectrum. So it can really help you understand exactly where you are and exactly where to go from there. That all being said, until next time, be sure to grow knowledge and extract truth. Professor out.